Dude, it's been a while. Yes, it has. But guess what? We're what? back at it. We are back at it. Woohoo! It is. It, there has been been some vacation time. There has been uh, some other work stuff. There has been other crap going on. But we are back. There, there's basically just been life going on. Yes. But you know what? We're adults. It happens. But we are so excited. Yeah. So what are we doing today? Uh, today we're doing uh, what I would consider to be a nice little indie film. Um, it is called Blue Ruin. And it was actually suggested by a old buddy of mine who I went to high school with by the name of Carlos Otero. All right. Um, Carlos and I, we developed a pretty good rapport early on in our friendship, uh, as most of my friends and I do, uh, with uh, movies and whatnot. And uh, we've kind of kept in touch and had that link together. And so uh, he's also been a really great supporter of our page. Awesome. And uh, I felt that it was only right that, you know, as such, you know, support our fans and whatnot, that uh, I reached out to him and I had him, you know, pick one of his movies that he likes. Sounds good to me. So uh, he suggested this one. We got it linked up and everything like that. And I watched it for the first time, I must say. Uh, it was uh, under the radar movie for me. Yeah. And uh, but uh, I was pleased with it. I'm glad I'm glad it was suggested. Yeah. But before we actually get into that, welcome to Grab Your Popcorn. Oh, yes. I am your host, Brian Crock. Along with me is David Kalisa. Yes, yes, yes. We are just two fat guys who love movies. <laughs> we're working on the fat part, though. We are. We both are now. Yeah. We're, fantastic. we're both trying to lose the weight at this point. Uh, but yes, uh, we, we love to get together. We love to talk about movies and, uh, you know, especially just sort of delve into what we like about them, what we don't like about them, and, uh, and all the little bits and bobs in between yeah 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 we uh you know some of the stuff that we really enjoy though is just that kind of off the wall knowledge the stuff that you know is more behind the scenes um you know special features if you will yeah 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 and uh that's what we really try to look for in films and you know learn about stuff and it gives us the appreciation that we do for it yeah so uh we have today a movie that is uh like he said uh called blue ruin it's a it's a bit harder to say blue ruin blue ruin especially with our southern accents yes kind of gives a little drawl to it but and and uh just just to kind of set this up i went into this movie completely without knowing what it was i didn't see any synopsis i just saw the the cover and was like all right let's go for it we go see what actually happens we are we're pretty much in the same page except for i read just a little kind of the slight synopsis that IMDb gives you the little like three yeah. or four lines or whatever like that. I read that and then that was the most knowledge I had. I had no idea for actors, directors, yeah, anything so, of that nature. So this is an independent film that was uh, originally done in uh, what was it, two thousand thirteen, I believe. Yeah, two thousand thirteen. It was uh, then released widespread in two thousand fourteen. Uh, first time like director, I believe. Uh, I could be mistaken on that one, but I believe it was it was his first uh, Jeremy Saulnier. Oh yeah, the director. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is his uh, directional writer and I believe director of photography debut. Oh well, no, no. According to this, <laughs> oh. he directed Murder Party. Oh, before this? Yeah, back okay. in 2007. And he was also the writer and producer for that and the cinematographer. But then it was a long stretch in between, and he finally came back with Blue Ruin uh, as the director and the writer as well. Yes. Uh, but here's kind of the, the interesting thing is that this is an indie film and so it doesn't have like any major actors in it. It doesn't have like, uh, any big name draw. No, no, no. You, you will not recognize really anybody unless you are 
a Christmas movie fanatic to as such yes. as I am, and then you only recognize one person. Yeah, but barely. Yeah, and actually, <laughs> the funny thing is that for me, uh, and and we we will get into this. I recognized him from something else, and then when I looked back at it, I was like, "Oh, holy crap! He yeah. he changed. He 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 has aged a little bit. Yes, and uh, and whatnot. It's gonna be awesome talking about the his little stretch of life uh, since uh, what we most know him for. Yes, uh, so, but let's actually get into the plot of this movie. Yes, um, it is definitely not complicated um, it at is, all. It is a revenge story. Yes, straight up revenge. Uh, it is. Um, the movie starts out kind of interesting, though. Uh, one of the things, as a movie goers ourselves will notice, um, it had no opening credits. Yeah, it which just, I loved. Yeah, it just goes right into it, which you know, um, kind of reminded me of Avengers. I mean, yeah, granted they did their whole Avengers thing after the opening scene, but you know, I love movies that just kind of dive yeah, yeah, right yeah, into yeah. it. You know, uh, as soon as the previews uh, kick in, so um, you get kind of this weird setup. You don't have uh, really anything to go off of except for the camera following this uh, beach bum around. Yeah, you know, just living his life, kind of doing his daily routine, and um, you know, he gets brought in by police officers, um, not for anything he did, just as a courtesy, mm-hmm. and uh, he's made aware of some um, family matters that are being uh, developing. Yeah, so uh, weird little uh, tidbit here. The opening scene, he's on the beach, and there's like uh, this boardwalk in the background and stuff like that. Uh, I was actually just recently near there. Really? Uh, yeah, I mean, like within, I don't know, 100 miles of it or so. Oh, okay. Uh, near-ish. Near-ish. <laughs> uh, well, I was in I was in the very southern tip of New Jersey. Oh, okay. And you can take a ferry across there uh, to Delaware. And then, uh, you know, down there is where that was actually filmed, was in Delaware. Oh, excellent. Okay, cool. And it kind of makes sense because then the next step that, you know, you find out with the cops is that he finds out that the guy who killed his parents is being released from prison. Yes. And and so he then is like, all right, I got to go back home. And so he starts to work up a plan to head back to Virginia. Yep. And this is pretty much the main plot and story for the rest of the yeah. movie as soon as as soon as he starts gathering his things and whatnot the the course of this film is linear all the way through to the end yes and uh all, all you're doing is along for the ride to see what exactly or you know how things are going to transpire yeah so they show him he's getting some funds together he's getting some stuff together to get his car working again which if you didn't know blue ruin is actually a reference to the car yes 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 yeah, uh, it is because it's a blue pontiac that is just completely messed up and like you know run down but he he uh, it still works after he puts some gas in it and puts a new battery in it yep and uh you know part of me thinks because uh, later on in the film you know that's not that's a big plot twist or anything you you do find out i believe it was a car accident that killed his parents mm-hmm. correct i i'm almost led to believe that that was the car that that the accident was in almost could be, you know, because I mean, they they don't dive, you know. There's no like hints toward it. That's just like my personal take from it, that you know he just kind of surrounded himself with that world since you know after his parents died he left all family matters, left all his belongings, yeah. and just went completely it, off the grid. It is not explicitly stated, but it that is a solid theory. Yeah, I mean, you know, it just he, you know, that was his world, and he just cut himself off from society, and he just, you know, completely yeah. stricken with grief, as anyone who would lose both parents in such a, such a situation would be. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, the 
you know, the title goes along with it, and it's uh, definitely uh, you can definitely tell that it revolves around it. And the uh, the actual tone of the movie, the photography of it, uh, there are a lot of shades of blue. Yeah, you notice in like the very first like twenty thirty minutes of the movie, it mm-hmm. is uh, very pronounced and whatnot. And I really enjoyed that uh, feature the director put in. Absolutely. So uh, he he goes to the prison. Yes, where where he he the guy is being released, yeah. and and he sees a limo pull up. Some some women get out and some people get out, and then uh, dude comes waltzing out of prison. Yep. And my whole take on the scene was just like, okay, first of all, that is straight up freaking lucky that you got there at the exact time he was being released. Like he somehow. Well, they they made it seem like he'd been there for a while, like because he was peeing into the bottle oh, and yeah, like okay. that kind of stuff. And not to mention, I'm sure he's used to just waiting in his car. That is true. But it's just like, okay, so you got that. And then, like, the limo, this is not, like, a fancy-ass limo. No, this no, is this a, is uh, janky. This is like a little old bit janky. School. And then the people that get out of it are a little, like, janky, janky as, well. as well. So it's like. And in these parts, we'd call them Hoosier. Yeah. <laughs> that is a good term which, for it. you know, in this Indiana. This is a Hoosier limo with which, Hoosier people. Yeah, Indiana, that's not the same thing. Hoosier is not a bad thing. No. In these parts of the Midwest, though, Hoosier <laughs> is, like, you know, it's it's uh, parallel to say like redneck or uh, how would they bougie is is another one I've heard. I, bougie is not. You see, like bougie is like up class to me. Like you know, great poupon. Like that's some bougie. Mustard. That's what I would think too. But <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it yeah. So uh, the, we it, we would call them Hoosier. Yes. You you yes. develop whatever phrase you want to say uh, descriptor for these people. We we get it. We understand each other. We know where we're at. We're on the yeah. same page with it. So anyway, that was just my take. I'm just like, okay. So you got this Hoosier limousine with these Hoosier people, and it's just like, okay. So now me and you grasp the concept of like what kind of family people yes. you know they are it's, it's kind of it's bad to say you would judge a book by its cover in that but also when you come from these parts and you know what hoosiers are and you've mm-hmm. been around enough of them yeah it's easy to do yeah so then the little chase is afoot let's say you know he you he can, follows he, them yeah you can definitely tell what his intentions are you know from here on out you know the whole point of him being there is to know where he's going to be and uh, take his revenge for it. Yeah. And uh, and so they end up pulling into a little, what looks to be probably a dive bar. Yeah. Because it's, you know, just a celebratory, he's out of prison sort of thing, time to get some drinks and, and you know, catch up with family and whatnot. And so uh, he sneaks in through the back and um, grabs, I don't know, did he grab that knife from the kitchen? Or I think do he you did. think that was his? I, I he might have grabbed it from the kitchen. I don't remember. So yeah. So Dwight he 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 attains his weapon and he waits f- uh, for him in the bathroom. Yeah. And uh, I felt that this was a very um, real kind of uh, you know tuffle, you know kind of fight or whatever like that because uh, the yeah. guy is rather larger than him. Um, you know, especially you know just having gotten out of prison and whatnot. And you know Dwight he's small average. You know, yeah. stature and, guy and a fairly like fairly weak looking person in the first place, right? You know? you know, being homeless, you're not really eating the most nutritious of things, let yeah. alone eating very often. So, uh, so you have this little, um, you know, he surprises him coming out of the stall of the bathroom and whatnot, uh, tries to give him a little shiv in the throat, and I don't think he quite 
he he hits it. It goes through, but he definitely doesn't kill with no. it. So you see you see a bit of blood there, but that's when uh, Wade, Wade the guy, yes. because it's Dwight who's the main character, and then Wade is is the guy who who got uh, out. who who got out. So Wade then like starts trying to choke him and like holding him against the wall and stuff, and basically just like you know going after him, trying to kill him. Yeah. And uh, and that's when Dwight just totally shanks him in the skull. Yeah, right right in the head. You right know I mean? right, right behind the eye, like a little bit. <laughs> and it's just like you... that. I, and actually, I mean, I, I don't know exactly what that would look like. But it, I if if I were to imagine what, what it would look like to stab somebody in the head, like through the side there, that's what it would look like. Yeah, and, uh, and I'll touch on that right now. I feel like the, the director did pretty well with realism in this film. Yes. Nothing feels too out of reach of reality here with the interactions between you know, the actors and the situations that yeah. everyone has put in. Yeah. No, nobody like gets shot and goes flying back 15 feet, no. you know, none of that kind of stuff. And uh, so, I mean, it, that's kind of what drew me in, especially in that scene, you know, he gets him in and whatnot. And it was just, it was just very real looking like it didn't look like too much CGI or obviously yeah. just special effects in a sense. And uh, so I was like, okay, you definitely have my attention now. So let's see. So, um, so yeah, essentially now he has killed his, um, his parents killer. Yes. Yeah. He has and, exacted his revenge. And, very, this, and is, this is very quick. And this film. is like the first like 10, 15 minutes of, yeah. the, of the movie. Maybe not even that. <laughs> like, uh, and that's kind of what I thought was amazing about this movie. And that made me realize this wasn't going to be something typical. This isn't your action hero kind of film where he's like, I'm going to go and I'm going to fight my way through all of these people and then finally get to the guy I really want to kill. Like he kills the dude he wants to kill right off the bat. Yeah. There's no confrontation with the rest of the family. No one sees him. No one, no one knows anything. Yeah. It is straight point A to point B with him. That is what he wanted to go do. And that's what he did. Yeah. He, (laughs) he then, he then proceeds to like, uh, like leave. He's covered in blood, mind you. Of course. Like, and, and he, he still, he's, you know, Full on like dirty clothes and giant beard and all that kind of stuff. Like he he looks completely insane. <laughs> Goes out, uh, pops the tire to he, the limo. Yeah, but I guess with the force of everything, or maybe the I, I didn't. I I'd have to rewatch that scene to understand what happened. Unless you caught it. Uh, well, he just kind of like hurt his hand while doing it. That's a big ass. That was from edge to edge of his hand. I want to know like what he slipped or cut. On. He might have, yeah, he might have like slipped the the handle, like like his hand was slippery from the blood. Oh, stabs the stabs it, and then like the it slid, but it did just enough puncture damage to like actually cause the tire to start to leak. Right, and and you know with it being you know, and Lord he, and, knows what that knife was used for. But that's the thing is that like he goes into this thing not really having a plan on how to kill this dude. Kent kills the dude. Then he's like, okay, I need to stop them from following me. So he's like, he he decides to pop the tire. And that's when, uh, crap, I don't remember, like, but he gets back to his car and he can't, uh, he doesn't, he lost his keys. In yeah. The he fight. lost the keys his keys in the fight. next to the body in the bathroom. Yeah. So he then has to go back inside and actually get like the keys to his car and, uh, ends up coming back out and steals the limo. Yeah. Which, um, which is now like, you know, 
like running on a flat tire. Which is running on a flat tire. And uh, somebody in the, you know, was still actually sitting back there. Yes. They had an extra family member. I guess he was not of age to go into the bar. Yeah. So he just had to chill in, in the back. Yep. And, but he actually becomes a pretty important part of the story later on. Yeah. In a sense. Uh, so he, he stops the, stops the car. Like they both get out uh, on, on the side of the road and he's like, you know, did you hurt Wade? And he goes, yeah. Like, uh, killed him. Yeah, because he goes, yeah, I hurt him because he hurt my parents. Yeah. And then he responds with, I don't think so. And then walked away. Yeah. And it was kind of like, and that was one of those moments where I was like, okay, what, wait, what is he saying? Like, I don't think you hurt him. Yeah. It was but, like it, a, but it, but then it dawned on me later. No, that he was talking that, no, I don't think he hurt your parents. Right. Yeah. It was a, it was a hint drop. For, yeah. Uh, for uh, foreshadowing yes. of, of the future. Uh, this, this, like once that's all done, he then goes away and he's, he like, uh, cleans himself up. He shaves and, and like does all that. And he's like watching the news, trying to find out like the report of the death and like that kind of stuff. And there's nothing right whatsoever. So he's like, okay, well, I'm going to go and see my family and like, you know, tell them what I did and like all this kind of crap. He goes out there, he meets his sister. His sister has like her two kids and, uh, uh, I don't think they ever mention like a husband. No, they don't mention one. You don't see one. There's I a mean, babysitter, but it, yeah, there's no mention of a husband or anything like that. And so they they go out and uh, and you know they're they're like having lunch together and he, they're talking about stuff. He he confesses that he he killed him. Blah blah blah. And uh, and this sort of leads to this dawning moment where he's just like. Where are the kids? And she's like, they're at home with the sitter. And uh, and so he he's like, they didn't report it to the cops. Yeah. Which is like dawning on him like, oh, crap. They're, they're not actually wanting to go through like the legal channel. He's like, they're wanting revenge now. Yeah. And so they rush home, find out the kids are okay. Everything's fine. But that like he should, you know, or that she should basically like – I, I think the major thing that clicked with him was that part of the conversation with uh, like her catching up to him and everything like that was that a lot of stuff was still in her name that if he mm-hmm. wanted it, you know, like, you know, sign it over, take care of it. Because remember, he left shortly or like immediately after his parents were killed. Yeah. So everything that, you know, he took, borrowed or whatever like that, like he has nothing to his name technically. Yeah. So I think the thing that clicked with him is that the car, which he left at the bar that he just killed the guy at. Is in her name. Is in her name. And if they're not going through legal channels, they're going to find out who's it registered to, and that's where they're going to go Yeah. to find him and everything like that. So, alas, now we are at a new part where, you know, Sheen must now take her family and go into hiding in a sense. Yeah. And and, um, and he decides to defend the home. Yeah, he he kind of does this like a little like it's like a home alone nod to me. Almost, you know? <laughs> yeah. I like he's got like a pitchfork and he's got some other other little like stuff that he's gonna do. Yeah. But mainly what it is is that like uh it, and the family shows up at the end or, or shows up there, and so he. He uh, he really doesn't try to do anything. He just tries to get away. Yeah, yeah. He I think the whole thing was since I had a two story house was to do everything he can to lure everybody upstairs and be as yeah. close to the door to sneak out and get away as fast as possible. Yes. Ends up getting confronted by a dude with a shotgun and another dude with a crossbow who <laughs> keeps trying to shoot him from the window. Which uh, the crossbow to me was just hilarious. Well, I guess he wanted to kill him silently. 
Uh, <laughs> I guess I just, it, once again, it goes back to the, it just screamed Hoosier to me. <laughs> yeah. So the dude with the shotgun, though, is standing in front of uh, Dwight's car and uh, gets distracted for a brief second because he hears uh, another crossbow bolt go by because yeah. it whistles as it goes by. Gets distracted for a second, and that's when Dwight hits him with the car and, like, completely knocks him yeah, out. Yeah, knocks him out. And so Dwight's then, like, you know, tries to question him for a brief moment, realizes that he can't do that. Uh, the dude with the crossbow comes out, and so uh, Dwight grabs the shotgun and starts to chase after him. He had a chance. He could have killed him. I don't know if he didn't want to pull the trigger because he was worried about noise, but he pulled the, he got the shotgun up, and he had a good second or two to pull the trigger. Yes, and he didn't. And he did not. And so he chased after him for a bit, assuming that the dude ran away, goes back and uh, takes the guy that he hit with the car and puts him into the trunk. And uh, then, like, as he's going back to the, get into the car, gets shot in the leg with a crossbow. Right. And, and yeah, that it's, it's one of those moments where you're just like, oh, crap, that sucks. But he gets into the car, drives off, and he's now got this dude there. And he tries to do like some surgery on himself, like after buying some stuff, which actually led to one of the funniest interactions in the entire movie. When he hands the dude the money and it's covered <laughs> yeah. in blood, and he's just like, "Uh, yep, uh, yeah, yep." There, there's that. <laughs> and like, doesn't even try to explain it. He's just like, "Yep, <laughs> give me my stuff, please. Thank you." <laughs> Sorry. Tries to perform surgery on himself and fails. He doesn't do it. Right. Which again, more realism yeah, because exactly. it's just a regular dude. Thinking that he can just remove the bolt and, you know, he might do some, like, very light sewing or whatever like that. Yeah. But definitely realize that he just cannot go through with it. He cannot yeah. do it. So he goes he goes to the hospital, which then leads to another funny moment as he's walking in, smearing blood on the wall. <laughs> he walks over and he's like, I had an accident with my leg. <laughs> and then passes out. <laughs> wakes up like the next day or whatever like uh you know in in the hospital he's been stitched up the stuff's been removed he's probably been given some antibiotics and he's just like oh crap i can't stay here so he, he bolts out of there and escapes again yeah. Which, goes back to his car and if you think about it a man in his position it was actually a smart move because he knows that he's not going to pay him he's homeless he's used to just doing what he wants, like stealing, looting, whatever you want to call him, just like yeah. leaving. You know, I mean, you also see him. There's a few scenes in the movie where you see him using uh, people that aren't home. He uses their bathroom to shower and everything to bathe yeah. and then sneaks out when he knows that they're coming up or whatever. So it's like, OK, I'll just go to the hospital. They'll get it out for me. Stitch me up. And as soon as I wake up, I'll just undo all my shit and I'm just going to walk out. Yeah. You know, because he probably didn't have ID on him. They probably didn't know True. who or what he was. So. Got professional care, didn't have to pay for it, and is now back on his way to... Yeah. See, and it's weird. It's like he's not continuing his revenge because it's already done in his mind, but yes. he's kind of... It's more so him defending his family. Okay. To me. Like, that's kind of like where it, where it turns. So the second when he realizes that he has to defend his family, because that's the thing when he tries to question the dude he hits with the car, he's like, who, why, yeah. why were you coming? Were, were you coming for me or were you coming for my family? Right. 
And so, uh, uh, so the dude is still in, in his trunk and he's still alive. He's banging and stuff like that saying, let me out, blah, blah, blah. And that's when Dwight's just like, okay, like I'm going to have to figure out how to actually solve this problem. And he seeks out the help of an old high school friend of his, uh, by the name of Ben, 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 uh, Ben Benny Gaffney. And the Jets. So he, he tracks down, uh, like Ben's mother finds out where he is, goes and meets him and says, Hey, I need a favor. And, uh, and this, this leads to Ben. You find out is like former military. He's got a bunch of guns in his house and like a bunch of land that, that he has. And, uh, and so he goes and he gets a rifle from Ben, takes the car out to like the edge of, of Ben's property because he says that he's got 16 acres and there's yep. like targets and stuff like that. Uh, goes out there and he first, you think that he's just going to shoot the trunk of the car and try and kill the dude in it. Uh, but then he goes and pops the trunk and then, and then uh, confronts the guy and starts asking him questions and... Uh, that's when you find out like the first sort of plot twist of the movie. And that is that Wade, according to the guy in the trunk, didn't actually kill Dwight's parents, that it was in fact, Wade senior, the father who killed Dwight's parents because Dwight's dad was having an affair with Wade's wife. Correct. And, uh, and so like this, this is sort of like, in a you know a shocking moment and even then dwight's still just like what in the world are you like so this doesn't change anything it's like he didn't have to kill my parents and right. blah 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 and then he's like uh the guy in the trunk's like you know like we were gonna kill your dad it's like he was gonna kill your dad it's like your mom was collateral damage exactly it's like she didn't she wasn't supposed to be in the car blah 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 it's like but you know it is what it is like and and that's that so this leads to, of course, just a really neat scene of, you know, the guy in the trunk does what any captive would do. He plays a trick on the person that kidnapped him, um, gets the gun from him, and is essentially ready to kill him. Uh, his friend Ben, come, Dwight's friend Ben, comes to the rescue um, and eliminates him in a very cool way, in my opinion. One of the better scenes of the movie. Yeah. Um, and uh, helps him with everything and, uh, you know, basically gets him on his way and does what he can to essentially get him off his property because he wants yeah. to help, but he still knows that what's going on is not right. Yeah. So he, he does what he can as for per his morals and his thoughts. Yes. And, uh, then, then they leave or whatever like that. And so we're going to, well, skip. He, he also swaps out the gun that he gave him because apparently he sucked with that gun. Yeah. So he then gave him a, uh, a shotgun, a small shotgun, uh, with six rounds, right? I think uh, five, six rounds, five, yeah, five yes. or six rounds, uh, in, in, uh, sort of a, a barrel chamber, like, a. I'm blanking on what it's actually called. Uh, yeah. So uh, he he gives him the shotgun, and uh, and uh, that's when Dwight also takes the battery out of Ben's car, so that way he can't actually go and like interfere and like do all of that kind of stuff. But because Dwight, in the conversation with the guy in the truck or in the trunk, uh, realized that they everybody from the family was gone that they weren't at their house. So he then goes to the house, rounds up all of their guns, throws it into a lake and then proceeds to wait for them. Uh, and like the first, well, the, in that meantime, he hears them call the, the house, uh, and like 
answer you know the messages because they got an answering machine right and you can hear that they do the dial code or whatever so they can listen to the messages and uh and so he uh he leaves a message for them and like waits for them to to essentially come back home yeah and so they like he waits like in this house for who knows how long like yeah, probably a day or so yeah wait, waits for them to show up they he hears them them pull up and they come walking in and they hit play on the answering machine and they start listening to the message and he then creeps around the corner with his shotgun in hand and aims it at the guy there was a guy and two girls uh, uh they're like listening to the message and they have their back to him he aims the gun at him and then he has the thought like you know maybe there's a different way maybe like this can be be settled you know because in the message he says you know you killed two i killed two you know maybe we can just leave it at that it's like but if not then blah 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 blah. and he said uh, it's like all i want is for you to leave my family out of it and he he'd already like lowered the gun and backed around the corner he was like you know maybe it's like this this can play out in a better way and the guy goes you know you know why do you think we were going to blah 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 and basically implying that yeah oh no they're going to kill like his entire family yep he then calmly pops back around the corner and shoots the dude in the neck (laughs) or in the in the no 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 he shoots him in the in the the stomach first in the side and he drops down and uh and then shoots shoots him in the neck and then shoots the one of the girls in the arm and then that's when the the older older woman like reaches down and tries to grab for something under a uh a lazy boy and uh and like they they then proceed to have like this small conversation about stuff, but that's when you realize that those three weren't the only three in the vehicle. Right. The young kid from the limo uh, was outside, and he goes and grabs a double barrel shotgun and maneuvers around to the side where Dwight was and shoots Dwight in the stomach. Yes. Dwight then shoves the gun out of the way. He and he shoots the second shot into the ceiling. Yeah, that was a very smart move, actually. Very knowing, smart. He, knowing that he'd probably like try to pull the trigger again, obviously, because yeah, he knew but, to finish it. But like you know, instead of lunging for him, the gun was a lot closer. Was yes. able to get it away. And yes, and but at the same time, like the women are just like shoot him in the head, you know, blow his head off, and he's just like you know saying kill him, kill him, and he's like I don't want to kill him, and and like that's when you kind of like you know you have this moment of like you know this kid is is just doing what he thinks is right to protect his family right and uh and you know once he wastes the other shot though you know dwight dwight goes i don't know much about guns but i'm pretty sure i have more bullets than you yeah like and so he's he's holding them there he tells the kid to drop the gun and to go and get into the car uh saying that that the keys the keys are in the car and that he can just go like just get away and as as the kid leaves, uh, you know Dwight Dwight realizing that he's he's mortally wounded, he's about to die. Yep. Uh, he starts to like drift off a little, you know, because like blood blood's coming out of him pretty fast. Yeah. He starts to drift off a bit, and the lady goes and dives for the gun. As the lady dives for the gun, the other lady heads towards Dwight. And as the lady pulls out the thing, it, she, it's a it's a Tech Nine, it's a submachine gun. Starts to fire, hits the other lady that was going for Dwight, <laughs> and then Dwight returns fire and kills the other lady while 
possibly getting shot. They don't really say nope, at that point. It's still just a little shootout in like yes, the camera. A little shootout. The woods. And and so then it kind of pans down and Dwight's still there. He's lying on the floor, he's dying, and he's just repeating to himself, the keys are in the car, the keys are in the car. Yep. Basically imploring the kid, be like, get in the car and just go away. And the the cool thing, the little Oh, we completely forgot like the plot like point though about the kid. As the kid's walking out, uh, Dwight goes, he's like, that's that's my father's child, isn't it? Like, yeah. that's my father's son. Yeah. Basically, that he was the byproduct of the, of, affair. His, of the affair that his father had with Wade's wife. Yep. And uh, and the other cool little foreshadowing that they do, um, before he leaves Ben's property and whatnot, you know, Ben knows what he's doing. He knows that he's out for revenge and, and everything. And uh, he gives him some really sound advice, which, of course... Like in most movies, people don't take when Ben strictly says, you know, if this is what you're going to do. I know this is personal and that's what's going to get you killed. No speeches, you know, know this, know that. Just shoot. Just point, point the gun and shoot the gun. And of course, what caused Ben to get shot in the side by the young kid was the speech was the speech that he was given to the two ladies, you know, talking about the stuff with the family and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And that was just a, a neat little thing of like, you know. Yeah, you know, if you have an objective, you go for it, which actually was proven in the beginning of the film. He had his objective of what he wanted to do. Yep. He gave no speeches, said nothing, and he was able to execute it. Yeah. So, like, you know, so, yeah, obviously very linear storyline, and it was, um, you know, it wasn't, like, super gritty, but, you know, as we keep saying, it was just, it was very real um, and how everything transpired and and came about and everything like that. Um, I, I did enjoy the, the, just, you know, the dialogue that was in it. There wasn't yeah. a lot in the film. There's not a lot of dialogue. And that's actually one thing I really, really liked about it. Yes. Uh, you just kind of get to take in the film as it were. And also the film is not very long. I felt that if it was longer, even if it was just an extra 15, 20 minutes, I don't think I would have liked it. Um, I think I would have liked it less Yeah, because it would just been too drawn out for the, very little story that they gave you to begin yeah. with. All right. So here's, here's some of the stuff that I absolutely loved about this movie. One cinematography is actually really, really well done. Yes. Like it is very well shot Two, uh, you can, the characters aren't like your straightforward, like character types. These, these are portrayed as real individuals making real decisions. And like, there's no, there's no just like stupid luck about anything in particular. I guess the closest thing would be Ben shooting the dude, but even then, and and I, I will explain this one too, uh, that I I've done the the first time ever I have gone onto IMDb and corrected a goof. <laughs> oh, because nice. because I had I had I watched the scene and in it and there's there it's where Ben shoots shoots the guy in the trunk, and. Uh, and I went and I looked at IMDb and I saw the goofs and they said, you know, that the goof was that he, you hear the shot and then the dude gets hit with the bullet. But if you actually watch the scene, Ben fires twice. Yes. First you hear a whiz, then you hear a, the shot and then the dude's face explodes and then you hear the shot. So there are two separate times, which means that. Ben didn't hit him with the first shot. Ben missed with the first shot. Nope, and it caused confusion because they both heard the whistle. Yeah. They both heard the or the whiz or whatever like that, and then the little sound in the woods of wherever the bullet hit. Yeah. And, uh, and like, they both, you know, slight confusion, and then, like, not even two seconds later, whatever like that, 
face explodes and then you hear the second shot exactly and then, and then and then you have the neat little the blood splatter under dwight's face and then he's just like what happened what the hell just happened exactly yes. so uh but it was it was that that moment there that i was like okay the person got this wrong in the goof so i went actually i actually went in and and spent time correcting it <laughs> so hopefully it will get corrected at some point in the future i don't know if it already is but if you're listening to this go and check the imdb for blue ruin and see if see if the goofs have been corrected for that one and i will be very very happy about that yep also uh, I loved this entire scene because that's when Ben is also just like, I had to wait for him to aim at you. I had to make it legal. Right. Cause like, like, like he, like, you know, you find out <laughs> that, you know, this Ben, you know, especially being ex military and whatnot, he definitely has his morals. Yes. He has his, his thought process on his everything. rules of engagement. Exactly. And so he, he did everything within his power just in case he, if he were to get questioned about what was going on, um, his his hands are essentially clean of all matters. Yes, and and that it's those little details that I absolutely loved about this movie. Oh yeah, is that it was it was the minor things, you know, like the fact that uh, even the dude at the end he doesn't kill in one shot. He hits him first and then he shoots him again, you know, to finish him off. Like or even or uh, like a ben, or like uh, not ben, uh, like Dwight getting shot the shotgun. He didn't fly. Yeah, there was an open doorway next to him. He didn't fly through the doorway or like up against the wall or whatever like that. Yeah, or didn't like blow a hole through him either. Mm-hmm. Um, the 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 wounds looked real. It was you know pretty realistic for pretty bo- sure it was for bird ballistic. Shot. It for was ballistic. bird shot. Yeah. So yeah. So as for you know ballistics of all you know weapons that were used in the few scenes that they were. Yeah. Um, it looked like due diligence was done as for you know uh, like uh, reference and research and reactions. Yeah. And everything like that. So um. It, you know, it, it was, was neat. It was very, very well done as far as that stuff is concerned. And it's it's like the other little minor details, like, you know, the fact that they they could have made the movie in, in a bunch of different ways where there were a bunch of different decisions that were made. But they it, it honestly is portrayed as being like not not documentary, but almost like it was a documented type of interaction between all of these people. Almost like a mockumentary. Like this is a reenactment of like what happened essentially yeah. or whatever like, you know what i'm saying like kind of like what the shows you watch on the id tv um channel or whatever like yeah. that and uh, so no i mean you know I, I thoroughly enjoyed the film i mean obviously there's no extreme wow factor i mean you don't walk out of it like you do for infinity yeah. wars or end game like that but um as for just uh, your your simple crime drama thriller um mm-hmm. and uh you know with a good hint of like revenge in and whatnot this is a solid movie. I'm I'm glad that I uh, got it under my belt and now have it for uh, for reference. And um, I'm really excited because I uh, looking into the director's IMDb. I will definitely be looking up and be watching Green Room. Yeah, which is sort of his follow up film. It's a follow up film uh, to the story and whatnot. So I'll be excited to see exactly what it follows up on and with and uh, and uh, who they got to come back for it. All right, so as we stated before, this is pretty much all an indie cast, so there's not a whole lot to talk about, but obviously uh, Jeremy uh, Saulnier, or Saulnier, I'm not entirely sure, uh, he uh, he did uh, Blue Ruin, he did Green Room, he did a previous movie in 2007 uh, called Murder Party. And he is uh, working on, let's see, he directed two episodes of, of True Detective. And, uh, you know, so I don't know, like, I guess he's doing that. He's done, like, some music videos and stuff here and there. But 
for the most part, you know, he doesn't have like a long history of of films and and stuff there, but he seems to be steadily working in yeah. the business. I mean, which is I, nice. I'll, it'll be awesome to see his uh, whatever his what will be considered his big breakout film. Yeah, uh, which I hope is sooner rather than later, because um, it'll be uh, neat to see how far he's sort of come with everything. Yeah, and uh, what uh, you know, what new stuff he brings to the media life. So uh, the next person that we will talk about is uh, who played Dwight, which is Macon. Blair and uh this is one guy that's done a ton of indie films and he is he is honestly the best part of the movie I mean he's the main focus of the movie but he's so good in that character because like you see him that he's seriously just a normal dude who's afraid to do what he's about to do but He's going to do it. He's yeah. determined, but you can see that he is afraid to do it. No, yeah, the, the show of emotion um, that he has, and my and uh, my buddy Carlos, um, you know, said that when we were talking about this uh, film and everything like that, uh, he said that he just he loves him as an actor, mm-hmm. um, and and loves the work that he's done, and and he's actually friends with um, you know, um, Macon Blair's friends of the director, so he's been in a lot of yeah. They share uh, they share a pretty good rapport, it seems. Um, you know, kind of like, uh, you know, Tarantino and Samuel Jackson or whatever like that. Yeah. Yeah. There's, uh, you know, just that, you know, that bond or whatever that they have, you know, with making films together and they seem to understand what each other wants mm-hmm. um, for the scenes went on. And it definitely shows. And, um, I was uh, very impressed, especially the, um, you know, just, just the whole transition of everything that, you know, he went through yeah. um, for, for the film and whatnot. So uh, most of the other people, they they have bit parts. You know, even the sister isn't in there very long. But let's get into the one actual <laughs> known actor in the entire series. And for those of you listening, please pass this along. Anybody that when we when we lay this on you of who this person is, I hope that it intrigues you enough just to watch this to watch him in this film. So because the, of this course, is personally after watching this. I think I like him the most. This is my favorite role of his that I've ever seen him in. So I've seen him <laughs> in something else. But uh, let's the the name of the actor is Devin Rattray, and I looked it up. That's that, how you that's how you pronounce it. I Rattray. Am so glad you said that because I've been saying Rat Ray in my head all day, and I'm like, there's no way that that's no, no, his no. last name. It, it actually <laughs> says it actually says it's pronounced Rattray. Rattray. Okay. So. Here's the thing. I saw the actor and I was like, oh, it's that dude. And then I looked up the IMDb because I was like, I know I've seen this guy like in plenty in, in something else. And like recently I saw him in something else. What I saw him in was The Tick. Oh, yeah. The Amazon Prime. And the, he's, the, he's, the reboot or whatever. Yes. He's really good in it actually because oh, yeah. he plays a crazy person who has superpowers. But you don't find that out until like <laughs> way, way later on. Um and he's not like he's not like a super super powered person. He's like he's got like a goofy ability to to like turn invisible. Well, and you know, for, just for those of you that are curious, the character name in the tick is Tinfoil Kevin, and he wears a tinfoil hat, <laughs> and he's really good as one as as a character in there. So I'm I'm quite happy with him. But he's been on uh, let's see, Chicago Med. He was on Mosaic, did a bunch of different things, uh, just it, on different TV shows, little bit parts here and there. But I'm happy that he's getting actual like steady work nowadays yes but let's go back in time a bit on Just where a little bit where we might have actually seen 
this guy in in back in the day. <laughs> oh, we're going all the way back to the very early nineties. Nineteen ninety. Nineteen ninety and ninety two to the two two of the biggest staples in Christmas movie history. Yep. It is fucking buzz from home alone and yes. home alone 2 yes <laughs> and that's where i was like holy crap it's buzz it's buzz like <laughs> and then of course the oldest child like, of the uh McAllister family yes the one that causes most of kevin's problems like and it, but it is every buzz. time i still hear it i'm still just like buzz your girlfriend woof <laughs> like uh so yeah buzz it, it, like he played buzz in home alone and actually i i read this little bit from him uh it's on his imdb page uh where he explains that uh you know when he was a child basically he was in one of the highest grossing movies of all time he's like and he's like it completely messed with my sense uh it's like with my view of the industry and like all this kind of stuff and so he uh he kept like working in all of these independent films like the, you know like blue ruin and he was just doing all this stuff and working really really hard and then like working on movies that wouldn't even necessarily get released and so he was like why am i spending all of this time and effort trying to do this and so he like he went to school like learned more about the film industry and like learned a bit more about like, you know, honing his craft and stuff. He invested in himself. Exactly. And in this day and age, that is one of the biggest investments that you can do is invest in yourself, take care of yourself. And this is what happens. Yeah. And you, so you he, get he, in awesome little films like this. And then you also get on, I mean, the tick, I believe, you know, is a, a de- you know, it's doing funny. pretty decent. Well, yeah. it's doing decent for Amazon. Like, it's, Oh yeah. It's one of the, one of their more popular, uh, original series that they have going on and everything. Yes. So, uh, so yeah, it's, it was just like, Oh my God, it's buzz from freaking home alone. And, yes. and he's probably my favorite character in the movie <laughs> yeah so uh but ben or devin who plays ben has has been steadily working in a lot of different things we are very happy to see that he is he is still yes. doing well and honestly i want to see this dude in like a lot more yes and because like despite the, you know the buzz thing that's funny you know it's like oh, okay you know he was he was more so a child actor well, I mean, it then. just it totally just but, gave me this great just feeling of like i'm so glad i watched this now like that that like kind of put icing on the cake sort yes, of thing yes of like okay i was happy that i watched it but like knowing that that was him i'm like okay i got to see a good like kind of yeah, phoenix yeah, yeah. rising sort of role so yeah. yes but i'm i'm really looking forward to seeing what he can do uh later on you know in in more roles because he's a top-notch actor yeah like and if and and his role in blue ruin is absolutely showcasing his acting abilities and uh and then if you watch him in the tick he's hilarious <laughs> and also like honestly he's he's one of the the best characters in the entire show because everything that everything that he does in the show isn't necessarily for comedic effect. He's literally trying to like help everyone. It's just that everyone, everybody thinks he's crazy. <laughs> like he's trying to be the good person there. And he is like, he has pure intentions for pretty much everything he does. I think, I think it's kind of like a satire. That's kind of like a play on the real world. Yeah. You know, nowadays when you try to help some people who think that you're crazy. Yes, exactly. So, uh, so we're gonna wrap this up because I mean, first of all, I mean, you know, that movie wasn't that long. There's not much more to talk about. Like I said, that was our biggest actor in the movie was Buzz from Home Alone. (laughs) So it was awesome. But But, uh, overall, um, I'd have to say I'll I'll give this movie a solid seven. 
um, for for especially just in the indie sense of the film. I, you know, if I had to put it up, obviously in the blockbuster world, uh, it's going to get a little bit lower score. But uh, yeah. as for the uh, indie film goes, um, solid seven for the things that we uh, hit on for um, uh, photography, uh, direction, and uh, the the interaction that we had from the actors themselves in the film, mm-hmm. uh, just passing off as very relatable and very real. Yeah, uh, for still being a Hollywood production. Agreed. I will give this a seven because okay. it's, it's just it's as far as indie films go, it was really really well done. The director did a great job. The acting is really well done throughout the entire uh, film. Heck, even the kids in the movie like do really well. And it wasn't like they did anything particular. No, nope. they literally just turned a camera on them. We're just like, Hey kids play <laughs> yep. like, but Be it's, kids. it's, yeah, it's like everything works out so well in this. And I, I, I want other people to watch it and kind of, you know, give their opinion about it too. Exactly. So, um, once again, uh, I'm going to give one final shout out. Carlos, thank you again for uh, suggesting this film and uh, getting it into yeah, our Carlos. movie knowledge because, uh, once again, fantastic. Uh, keep it up. Hope you continue to be a fan of our page and and uh, everyone out there continue to like our stuff. Please share anything media related. Uh, if you already follow the page, you'll see that I post up a crap ton of random stuff. Yeah, um, it really has no rhyme or reason. It's just anything that I find interesting, funny, or just uh, kind of you know newsworthy um, in the media exactly. sense. And uh, that's what we like. That's what we like to hear, and that's the kind of interactions that we look for. So thank you again, and uh, I got nothing else. Yeah, I'd say uh, just, um, you know, don't forget, folks, go out there, see a good movie, and don't forget to grab your popcorn.